Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center. The following is the Spirit World Center podcast. If you have any questions about the spirits or training, you can visit our website at spiritworldcenter.com. And now, please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jenny Geranis. And she is going to be a very fascinating guest. She is an international psychic medium. She engages in evidential mediumship. She, uh, she's a psychic tarot reader. She gives channeled guidance. She teaches Kundalini Yoga. And she's also the host of the podcast, Spirit Call, the podcast. And it's, uh, we're going to talk about her experiences as a medium today. Uh, Jenny, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Ah, thanks for being here. This is going to be awesome. Uh, so, Jenny, what what can you tell the audience about yourself? Uh, what is your spiritual path, and and how do you help people currently? What kind of uh, services and uh, and things do you do for the community? Well, everything you said in the intro: mediumship, uh, tarot readings, psychic readings channeling. Uh, I mainly my, you know, my main focus has been mediumship over the past six years. That's what most people have been showing up for. So, you know, the typical connecting with loved ones that have passed away. And after I started that, I, you know, with psychic readings came on board using cards. More recently, I'm finding that I'm drawn to help people with their, you know, kind of discovering their purpose or hearing the call of their soul. So I've recently put out a new uh, reading called Soul's Calling Session, which is, yeah, focused on that. So mainly mediumship, doing a lot of one-on-one readings and, and large groups and getting people together, you know, getting people together to understand that we are more than just this <laughs> you know, person in a physical body, there's a lot more happening and, and helping people to experience and understand what's going on. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'm curious when you're, when you're helping people find their life purpose, this is something I find that is so at the heart of spirituality, you know, it's like, at least in my experience, when you open yourself up to the spirits, it's all, suddenly becomes this kind of developmental advice, you know, helping you find your path and all this stuff. So how do you find that these, these, you know, finding your life purpose readings and such go, what, what kind of, uh, um, what kind of advice is coming through for your clients and such? Good question. I actually tend to not try to tell someone what their life purpose is. That's, that's none of my business. <laughs> that's, that's not up to me. And so I find in those sessions, What's more important is for us to identify what are the things that are in the way of you seeing it for your own self. And, uh, you know, that's something that I've had to do in my life multiple times. And so I do have some experience with how that went, can be uncomfortable. You know, there's a lot of maybe programming or old stories or beliefs you have about yourself that are getting in the way. But one little, one little thing that I find super interesting is, is to think about when you were about 10, What's the thing you wanted to do? And that's probably the thing that you should just go back to that <laughs> or something along those lines, right? So for anyone that's wondering what's my purpose, just just look there. And then uh, in in these readings that I do, it's it's much more about unpacking the things that are in the way uh, of you recognizing that for yourself and getting to choose because I don't think we have one purpose. I think that we can do whatever we want as long as we feel inspired and we're, you know, helping somebody and do whatever you want. Yeah. All those blockages are really the issue, right? And then you definitely, when you work with a lot of different people and helping them, you see the same blockages coming up again and again and again, and, and helping them move through that is really a, a wonderful experience. Uh, when you uh, when you're helping people this way, is there uh, any way that you find that you are helping them overcome those blockages? Like, is it, is it like even just talking about it? Is that helping them move through it? And uh, um, you know, do you suggest things like 
Reiki or that kind of thing to overcome those blockages? I guess it's different for everybody, right? Everyone has has uh, something unique about the way to shift it. And it does seem that bringing awareness, you know, using cards in that reading, it's, it's mainly a, a card reading. And so the advice that the cards give is the place to start. But I usually say this is like, this is planting the seed. Your, your mind is hearing this information that there's something, you know, around speaking up or there's something around, you know, listening to your intuition or whatever it is. And uh, they don't have to, it doesn't have to click that day. So it's usually, uh, I see it as planting a seed, opening up an awareness, and then sending them home with the homework of setting the intention for whatever information they need to receive to come their way, right? And just being open to how can this, how can this shift as I move forward? Absolutely. That's because the thing is, yeah, once you plant that seed, the universe will evolve and, and show people the way, you know, something you said earlier really resonates with me, which is, you know, you don't want to tell people what their purpose is, right? You don't want to. And, and you know, I find even like in shamanic practice and such, it's, yeah, you know, I'll help guide you. I will help you do the things you need to do to figure it out for yourself, right? But ultimately, it's the spirit world. It's the spirits that are going to give you that guidance as to what you actually need to do. Um, you know, us human practitioners, we are not going to get in the way and, and, you know, and try to, you know, it's, it's up to you and your relationship with spirit. Right. And that can, that can flow from synchronicities or from many different things. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I really love the work that you're doing. And, uh, so really want to jump into your mediumship. Uh, this is, this could be a very, uh, interesting conversation. So yeah, Jenny, what, brought you to mediumship have you been doing mediumship your whole life or um you know what was your actually let's if we jump back uh, jump back in your life what was your first you know getting into the spiritual right oh geez it's a really hard uh path to sort of pinpoint into a timeline because i think many of us are born this way, right? We're all born intuitive and psychic and open. And then of course, all of the things that get in the way of that and just living life and being in a body and <laughs> all the struggles that come with being here on earth. Uh, but when I think back to my first mediumship experience, um, it's one that I often forget, but it just came to me this morning and it's just a really simple one. We had to put our dog down and you know, I had him for a good chunk of my childhood. I think I was 19, 19 or 20. And, uh, that night he came to me in a dream <laughs> and he, he, he was a pug. So he was blind and deaf at the end and he was just really suffering. And so, uh, when he came in the dream, it, he was very clearly communicating to me. I can see again, I can hear again. I'm a young pup and I'm okay here in spirit. And he ran off with so much joy and so much light. And it was just the most amazing experience because of course we were sad about it. And when I woke up and immediately recalled all of that, I knew without a doubt it was him. And then I was, it, it, it was like a switch in my mind where I was like, okay, yeah, there's something, there is something more. I always believed there was right as a child, very fascinated by all of this, but it was just a very easy understanding that, yeah, he has continued on. There's no doubt in my mind that that was him. And so, yeah, that was my doggy. Uh, but after that, my grandfather passed away and it's a, it's a very complex story, you know, with a family dynamic and how everything went with him and how we weren't really in touch near the end of his life, which was really hard. Uh, but I always had this strange knowing that even though I can't really communicate or connect with my grandfather while he's here, I know that when he passes, we're going to have a much closer relationship. And I felt so awful when I would think that way, because who does that, right? Who waits for their family member to pass away to then connect with them. But it just, it 
it couldn't happen in life. And so sure enough, when he passed away, I uh, became very aware of him and his spirit continuing in the afterlife. And uh, for a couple of years, I just kind of did nothing with it, right? Like I knew he was around, but I wasn't necessarily seeking or trying to develop anything for myself. And so I went to have a reading with a medium. And while I was there, she was saying, you know, you can do this too. <laughs> and all of my grandparents were coming through and saying the same thing. And and while she was explaining what she was receiving, I was also receiving things at the very same time. So I could place in the room where my spirit people were showing up and then the music on the radio was matching the reading. And it was just a very magical experience. And I felt for the first time that I had found something that was something that I was supposed to do too. So, you know, it all kind of clicked like, oh, not only am I going to be closer with my grandfather after his passing, but he's going to be guiding me into my own development as a medium and how I can use not only my own grief and guilt and everything about his passing to help people, but to do something for myself too, and, and find great purpose in that. So it's been an interesting time. That's uh, really amazing. And, you know, that I've seen that many times before, right? Where there's a grandparent or someone who it's for many, many reasons, there can be a difficulty of connection, right? And yet after uh, the passing, they're actually so much easier to connect with because in a lot of cases, right, so much of the bull of the ego is gone, you know, and so much of the, it's like they can see things clearer. They can, uh, so it's it's a very, um, very cathartic thing, but it, it, it can open up a lot of, you know, a lot of doors there. Absolutely. Um I'm curious, is there any kind of background in, in mediumship or spiritual sensitivities in your family or do you, are you the only one you know of? I'm the only one who openly understands and believes and knows what's going on, but I see it in many of my family members, particularly my dad. You know, it's funny because he'll, he'll be sitting in the living room, he's retired and uh, he'll be sitting in the living room and suddenly sit up and go, someone's coming. <laughs> and then someone will pull in the driveway five minutes later, but he can't connect that to being psychic. So I, it's kind of funny watching them, uh, watching them have all of these traits and, and, uh, and completely denying it. But I think it's there. Yeah. I think it's in many of my, my ancestors and yeah. Yeah, it's that whole tele telephone telepathy, right? Oh, I know who's going to call, or they're going to call, <laughs> or they're yeah. going to drive into the driveway. Wow. Yeah, it. I mean, this stuff very usually passes down through through family lines, but at the same time, there has to be that receptivity to exploring it, right? And otherwise, it's kind of existing in the background. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so, when it comes to to evidential mediumship. Um, so that, uh, I, I suppose that started after your grandfather passed or, or is, is that that began your journey into it? That's right. So I had the reading for myself with the medium. And after that reading, you know, I went there wanting to connect with my grandfather and, and I received that, but I left realizing that there, there was a bigger reason why I went to that reading. And so I had always been interested in mediumship and, and spirit and the afterlife, but I didn't actually know how it worked. I didn't know how mediumship worked. I didn't know about the psychic senses, even though I had been doing Reiki for, I don't know, over 10 years at that point, you know, as a Reiki master and uh, energy work wasn't new. I was already using angel cards, but after that reading, I went home and just researched like crazy. It was, people would have thought, wow, what's wrong with Jenny? <laughs> because it was a good month of, you know, not a lot of sleep, really trying to understand how does this work? How was that medium able to bring my grandparents in? And how is it possible that they're saying that I can do this too? And I just found a lot of uh, it, good information in just watching interviews with other mediums and understanding, oh, okay, this is how it's working for them. And then applying that to myself. And so after a month of that, 
I was at the beach with someone who was a friend, but I didn't know her super well. I didn't know everything about her. And she asked me what I was up to and I blurted out, uh, well, I'm psychic <laughs> and I'm a medium. And so I've been learning a lot about that. And then I was like, why did I say that? That's such an insane thing to say. I've never once given a reading. I've never done any of this before, but I knew in my soul, right? I knew in my heart that something was happening there. So she was intrigued. And then I said, would you like a reading right now? And then again, I'm like, why is this coming out of my mouth? This makes no sense. Uh, she said, sure. And so I just did what I thought was right to do, you know, close my eyes, do something that felt like opening up to spirit, do something in my head that felt energetically like asking spirit to come close and show me something, right? And instantly I had all these flashes in my mind's eye. And, and when I gave her the information that I was receiving, she burst into tears, I burst into tears, and we both realized that it was her grandmother connecting with us. And that feeling of, of her receiving the information and it being accurate and, and me being successful at <laughs> delivering a message from spirit was just so powerful that I haven't stopped since. Wow. It, it's amazing when you just open yourself up intuitively like that, right? Like it's one of these things where there was probably a reason why you opened up to her in that moment, right? It, it was something to, to, to get your career <laughs> in mediumship going, right? Wow. And, um, and for you, how, you know, I find many different people and practitioners, they have different spiritual nervous systems, right? They, they have, uh, um, the guidance of the spirits coming through in, in many different ways. Um, for you, how do you pick up on these things? Is it kind of a knowing? Is it do you, do you hear things? Do you do you see anything either in your mind's eye or or physically? Um, yeah, what's what's the experience like for you? All of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, I seem to be mainly clear audience. You know, hearing hearing guidance in my mind, in my own voice, most of the time. Seeing, I, I think, is less common. For me, I feel like it's less common for a lot of people. I, I think we always want to see, but it's wh why? Just just listen, you know, it's such an interesting thing. But uh, yeah, it depends on who I'm working with, what I'm doing, what my intention is. I, I don't have a lot of spirit uh, people or guides or anything showing up without me first asking, uh, except my grandfather. And, uh, so it depends. It really depends on what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it can be a very multifaceted thing, right? So when you're, when you're getting the, um, kind of messages in your own voice in your head, right. What, what advice would you give to people going down the mediumship path who want to distinguish between, what is a you know a true signal from anything that their their own brain is generating? Um, I would say that it's the very first piece of information that you receive before your mind comes in and messes it all up <laughs> and and uh, attaches other meanings and you know fear or more whatever. It's the very first flash of information that perhaps was there before you even had your question formulated or, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, go back to the first thing. So if you receive something and then moments later, you start receiving another thing, ask yourself, which came first? What was the, the, just the, you know, most clear piece of information that I received. And then where did I attach emotion, fear, excitement, whatever it is, where did I, where did I add? And you'll see. I think it's pretty easy for people to go back to that first flash. That's so true. I'm we're constantly telling our students as well, it's like in, in intuitive development, go with the first thing that comes to mind. No matter how childish or silly it might seem when your your ego and your and your self-critic is is coming in, right? Forget those guys, the critic and all that. Don't be critical. You know, maybe later, you know, you can unpack things, but in the moment, just go with the first thing that's coming up, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, that, it's it's uh, it's tough to do though. It's tough to turn off that uh, uh, that that critic critiquing faculty there, but uh, mm-hmm. it's very beneficial when you can. Yeah. So when you've been working with your guides over the years, um, what kind of spirit team do you have around you? If you're if you're comfortable talking about them and and what they're like, so obviously I I. I get the feeling your grandfather is one of them right and uh, and who else do you work with i have a, a number of guides that kind of come and go again it, it for me it's very much dependent on what i'm doing and and what i'm needing and and who i'm helping and you know is this for me or is this for someone else so i have uh i used to do a lot of reiki i don't anymore and when i was doing treatments it got to the point where I was doing very little of the hand, you know, positions and the the typical Reiki way because I had my my first guide that I began working with. Uh, he doesn't have a name. I haven't named him. He hasn't given me a name because I don't think that's important. But he was actually, I I believe, my husband in a past life, and. Uh, he comes in with the, you know, the, the feather head dress and he's very shamanic, like in these Reiki treatments, it, I would see him doing very interesting hand movements, things that I've never seen anyone do here, uh, in the physical, it would almost be like he was pulling chunks of energy out of the, the person that was receiving the treatment. It was a very powerful experience. And so you know, I, I, during those treatments, I came to understand that Reiki or any kind of energy healing, there is a lot more going on than we are aware of. And we don't need to be aware of it. But when you are, and when you do catch a glimpse of, oh, <laughs> there are other beings that are very interested in this healing session or in this, whatever it is that we're doing that come to help. And so he would be right there, you know, maybe there'd be a 10 minutes of things getting warmed up and, and me doing the, the symbols or whatever it is and the, the client getting comfortable and, and, uh, and there he would be. So I often think maybe I should do more of that just so I can hang out with him because <laughs> it's just so fun. But uh, at this time, I don't have a lot of time for Reiki. It's not really my purpose at the moment. That's, that's really fascinating with the Reiki. Um, and actually, I've I've been interviewing a lot of Reiki practitioners uh, lately on the show, and you know it, it's interesting because the show has kind of attracted the subset of Reiki practitioners who are spiritually aware in a way where they're seeing spirits and getting guidance during Reiki sessions, and it's curious because well, the, mainly Reiki is not taught in a way that is saying oh you might see spirits or feel spirits and, and even in a lot of the people i've been interviewing right they uh they talk about how this was very unexpected they didn't even know how to describe it to their reiki master right and so it's it's really curious how reiki can open that up when you are you know that medium when you are that that channeler or that intuitive uh, you can start seeing things like that. Uh, you mentioned in the pre-interview that you were doing Reiki for uh, a number of years before you got into to mediumship. Were you having any kind of intuitive flashes or anything in your Reiki before then? Or or was it really when you got into mediumship that that kind of started uh, operating alongside the Reiki? Definitely. I was definitely having a lot of intuitive information about the person I was treating coming through. I, you know, if I was doing a distance session, I was starting to realize that I was able to like remote view where they were. So sometimes I would have to like, okay, focus, Jenny, you're doing Reiki. You're not snooping around their bedroom. Like you, you're, you know, uh, so I, you know, I would often just take notes and then, and afterwards, when you do the follow-up, I would say, you know, is there, is this what your house looks like? Or is this where you are? And, and there would be a lot of accuracy in that. And actually part of my, part of my, uh, story, I don't know if this is going to be a, a, a tangent here, but when I, uh, when I had the reading with the medium, I had been treating somebody who had a concussion and she was it was really bad. 
she was in her room like all hours of the day for like a, a good year. She couldn't get out of this concussion. And so I was just sending her distant Reiki. I had her permission to send it whenever I felt called to do that. And so I was doing that because I was like, there's something more. I need to start working more with this. You know, after having kids, it was a, it was a period of like, okay, what am I doing for me? So I'm treating her. I go have this reading during the reading, all of the messages of you can do this too. You should be doing more with this, blah, blah, blah. I go home and I say, okay, give me a sign. If I'm meant to, obviously like, this is where like you re receive the information and you still need another sign. Um, uh, I go home and I say, give me a sign. Am I meant to do this healing work? Am I meant to like delve into this? Show me something. And within 30 seconds, I received a text from that person who I had been treating with a concussion. And she said, Jenny, I really need you today. It's really bad. Can you please send me some healing? Like literally 30 seconds. <laughs> so for, you know, that was a pretty clear sign of, of, of do the work. Uh, and then shortly after I did the session, I had this crazy third eye opening experience, all these colors, all of this energy. And so I do see that as kind of a marking point of when a lot of things opened up for me. And so I was sitting on my back deck and again, asking for a sign. And I didn't have a very big backyard. You know, it, it was an acre, my whole property. But this, there's a large tree in front of me and this hawk flew and landed right on the branch and stared me in the eyes. And, you know, of course you go to Google, what does the hawk symbolize? What's, what is all this? And it, you know, it was like taking souls to the afterlife and, and spirits and so much. And so that is why my my property and my business, my other business was called Hawk Moo. So lots of symbolism in there. All of this to say, it's just such a complex like story, right? How we start to work with guides, work with, you know, spirit animals, spirit guides. It's just uh, when you try to piece it all together, for me, especially, there's just, it's too hard to put in a linear <laughs> and then this and then this and then this because there's so much happening. There's more happening than we are aware. Absolutely. You know, especially when you're going through the spiritual awakening of sorts as well, right? When you're changing the, and when you're opening up to mediumship, for sure, right? There is so much going on. And especially even all the, I don't know, did you find there's a lot of synchronicities like that going on at that time too, kind of driving you forward, right? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't just the hawk, right? No, there were so many things. You know, part of that, that questioning, is this my purpose? Am I meant to do more with this energy work? I had been, um, my kids were in a, in a private school and it was kind of like a lot of the mom's dream. It would be so great to work here because then, you know, you can drop the kids off and be around and, and support the school. And then you're close to it. just, it was a dream. And I had been kind of thinking I would like to do that. And the moment I received this guidance of you need to do this, you need to do this healing work, you need to develop your mediumship, this is your path, I got offered a job there. And so I find there's always that testing moment of here's that old you, here's that old version of, of the thing you wanted, you know, just last week that you've been wanting for years. Do, do you want to come work here? Uh, and so I had to say no. Right. And I think m making that decision to like, no, I've, I've, I have something else happening here. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's going to take me, but I have to trust that I'm being guided by something bigger. And I really do feel that spirit, your guides, wh whoever it is that you're working with, they see that in you. They see when you are committed, they see when you have made that it's like an internal shift of no, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my absolute best. I'm not going to dismiss what you're saying. I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to be at odds with this, you know, voice inside of me that is telling me very clearly what to do. And so, you know, the more we can do that, the more we can just set that intention and have that commitment to bravely 
follow the path, even though, you know, maybe next week you have no idea what the path is, but today you do, because it's often like that, right? The more we can, I think the easier it is to receive and the easier it is to understand that there's something that you're being drawn to every day. We certainly have free will, and they will put that path in front of us. They'll put many paths, right? The some that we are being tested not to go down, and we have to decide, you know. And 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 oftentimes, absolutely, with this spiritual stuff, you really have no idea how it's going to turn out or how how it's going to work out, right? But but when you trust, and you know, when you when you start going down that path, amazing, amazing things can happen. You know, it's like when you. We're talking with your friend on the beach, right? And you just were inspired to blurt out, hey, I'm a medium. You know, there's wonderful things can happen. Wonderful synchronicities can happen when we go down that path. Wow. So uh, it uh, obviously then you got well set on the path of becoming a, a medium. Um, what's it been like since then? So you're, you know, you're talking to, to huge gatherings now of, of people and you're, um, and you're doing you know, live readings and such. How, how, yeah. How's it been since you, uh, since you started embracing the mediumship path? It's been absolutely amazing. It's been, uh, not easy. I'm not going to say it's always been an easy path because, I do feel that when you develop mediumship and when you commit to working with people in this way, you have to do the work for yourself too. I don't see any way that for me, it would work to be not following the same advice that the spirit people bring through for other people, you know? And so it's been absolutely amazing. I've learned so much about myself and I always say, the mediumship path or the spiritual, you know, path <clears throat> when you're, when you're helping other people, I, it, it's about me. It really is about me in the sense that I am benefiting from people coming to me because I get to learn. And so I'm just so grateful for everyone that comes because they have no idea. Of course I'm giving to them and it is about them, but I, I don't think people understand how much I'm receiving by doing this work and by getting to meet spirit people. You know, I get to meet hundreds of people a week, <laughs> new people, and I get to learn about their lives and, and see what they're doing now in the afterlife. And it helps to form my own belief of where, where I'm going. So anyway, it's been very fast. It has been uh, you know, there's never been a dull moment since I made that commitment to not take that job and to, to stick to this path. So I find it, I find there's a lot of learning in phases. Uh, I don't know if, if you've experienced this where, you know, there will be a theme, a theme of, of passing by suicide or a theme of alcoholism or a theme of losing father or, you know, there's a lot of, I find teachings in that. And I think that the people that come for readings, they've all lined up and come right at the perfect time. You know, maybe they booked their reading uh, six months ago, but everyone that shows up in any given week, they're all connected. And so there's just so much magic. I really do have the privilege of experiencing so much magic every every day that's fascinating with the readings lining up and i mean certainly i find that when you're when you're going through the spiritual living and, and intuitive development and or let's say uh when you're working on yourself over time right that yeah absolutely there are themes that you have to go through but that's really curious that your your clients are all are all lining up like that you know it, it seems to me that when the spirits perhaps are causing something like that it's like why not kill two birds with one stone right <laughs> we've got to help these people but at the same time we can uh we can help jenny work through something here right and and and, and cons consistently that's that's really fascinating mm -hmm. wow it is so so have you had any experiences doing 
uh, uh, readings over the last uh, you know number of years that really stood out to you as like oh wow that like that just happened and that was you know amazing <laughs> you know any anything that really stands out to you oh so many things yeah that's that's the problem right that there's, the there's too many <laughs> whenever people ask me this i'm like where what ha, what <laughs> i can't uh i can't pinpoint the most extraordinary thing uh, I, I can well i can imagine how many how many readings are you doing every day uh i try to keep it to three. Oh wow okay yeah i can imagine how it all has yeah, yeah. Sure. it's in and out very quick i just know at yeah. the end something amazing happened <laughs> Yeah. I, I do have to ask spirit to help kind of take a lot of it away. And they do right. As soon as it's usually about three minutes before the timer goes off, I start to feel this pulling back of everything that just happened from my own awareness and my own energy field. And, and uh, yeah, it, it all kind of disappears from my mind. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to function. Right. But yeah, I really enjoy groups. I enjoy the magic that happens when there's a large group of people coming together because, again, there's no mistake. I always tell people, the people you're sitting beside share something in common with you. And the message that someone else receives is going to resonate with someone else in this room. And uh, and I, I like that. I like watching people look around and 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 connect connect things that way. And I do like, you know, for me, I, I sort of separate in, in my work, I separate past loved ones as one group of spirit people, and then guides and other beings, uh, you know, perhaps of a higher, higher source as another group of spirit people, because in my mediumship readings, I would never bring through a spirit guide, I would never bring through you know, that sort of archetypal, whatever it is, uh, monk, or, you know, the, the way that we see uh, our spirit guides, I don't bring them through in a mediumship reading. So other experiences I've had are just extraordinary. And I find the most awe-inspiring experiences are when there's a group of people together, again, doing some sort of healing work or meditation or, you know, yoga or something where, all of us are creating this energy field. And that is when I see very large beings, you know, this is the mediumship to me is like normal stuff, the, the spirit people that are loved ones, but then it gets a lot more woo woo and weird when I do these other things, because I see uh, very large beings, very, you know, I guess we would call them archangels. There's just uh, that. I think those ones to me, because they're unexpected because I'm not, purposely doing a reading that they've just shown up to make themselves known. I think those ones are the ones that I find the most exciting. Yeah. You make a number of amazing points there. So first off, I want to just backtrack and say, yeah, absolutely. With, with doing a lot of readings or, or helping a lot of people, absolutely. There is that, that almost that need to be cleared of what just went on before right because if you're if you're going on to your second and your third reading of the day and you're still thinking about the first one it's going to muddy the waters right it's a it's kind of like cleansing a tarot deck every once in a while right so that yeah it's a, it's really an amazing thing and it's really curious what you're saying about the uh the difference though between one-on-one -on -one readings and and group readings yeah it's uh uh including you know how people are sitting with people who have similar uh, experiences and need to hear similar things. Right. It's uh, uh, once again, it's like killing that two birds with one stone. It's, it's many, many, many birds. Right. Uh, that's amazing. In, in, in regards to that kind of one-on-one -on -one and group readings, um, how do you function in that? Like, is there any change in how you are conducting your mediumship and how you're, you're reaching out or is it, is it pretty much like for you, the kind of same experience of, of doing the reading, whether it's a group or whether it's one-on-one. -on -one? <clears throat> I'd say it's the same. You know, if someone's here in my office in front of me, the intention is I'm reading you, right? I, like I'm focused on you. Who are your people? 
And in a group, the intention is, I guess, a little bit more first come, first serve. <laughs> who can who can get in my head the fastest and the clearest? And then I'm going with you, right? And then I have to find the person. But once I've found the person in the audience, then it's the same. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how many people are there. Do you have any sense of perhaps how the spirits are? are queuing this up. I mean, like I can see a lot of potentially competition among yeah. spirits and, and loved ones and such to get to you first. Like, do you, do you have any sense or have you heard anything for the spirits over the years that kind of gives insight into what's happening on that end when you're doing a group reading? It is, uh, it sort of sounds like, so let's say I have a hundred people in the room in between readings, when I am building the next link, it would be as if those hundred people were all talking. <laughs> so it sounds sort of like that. It's a, it's just a very busy environment. And you know what it's like when you're in a busy room like that, you could lean in and hear this one conversation and the rest becomes a little bit more fuzzy. So it seems like that, you know, I I'm searching for where can I lean in? Oh, okay. This person's speaking. And then, and then I go there. So I, I guess, again, it comes back to mainly clear audience, but I will feel, you know, I will feel somebody step, step close to me. You know, they will, they will come into my energy field as a way to say I'm next. And when I'm struggling, if there's a, ever a time where it feels like, Oh, I don't know where to go. This is so overwhelming. I do have a guide, you know, my spirit guide, um, who, who helps me with that. So like I said, I have multiple guides that help me depending on what I'm doing, but I can just lean into her and say, can you get everyone lined up for me? Can you, uh, can you help me? Who's next? You know? Right. Wow. That is, um, that's interesting. So yeah, it's almost like sometimes they'll step up, but other times it's like you're leaning in and overhearing one of the many conversations in that room. Really curious. Wow. And uh, we're we're getting short on time here, but I'd really like to ask about what whether you find a difference in terms of how you know you said that you feel like there's two groups there, right? There's past loved ones and there's guides that you're working with. And uh, do you find any difference in kind of the messages coming from both of them, and and also the kind of their perspectives and that kind of thing on life? Uh, is there kind of differences? I think there's there's huge differences. I, I feel that our loved ones, when they pass, we all have different, I don't want to say levels. Level is is never the right word, but I do believe that we all go to the light. I do believe that we're all at peace, but I think that we each have something more to learn once we get there. And so depending on how the person lives their life, their life, uh, you know, is going to impact any advice or insight that they have. So for a lot of people, it could be, I have a higher perspective now. I can see who I was. I can see the impact that I've had on my loved ones. You know, there could be apologies. There could be uh, just ways of saying I'm still around, that sort of thing, right? It's all about validation and comfort for the person that's receiving the reading. Whereas uh, my other guides that I work with, especially the one that helps me line up the spirit people, uh, I, I go to her for anything and everything. If, if I need to, there's lots of chunks of time where I don't think of her at all or need her, I guess. But, um, a lot of times with her, it, much like we were saying earlier, it's the first flash of information that you receive. That's important. I, I find that I'm just going to her with questions. And so there will be times where I don't even have the question fully asked yet and the information comes and it it seems much more direct much more about you know the impact on the planet that my own spiritual development could have and how i'm somehow you know who knows how this works but helping other beings to progress where they are and her right so there's just there's so much like we could talk about this forever we could go look at it from so many different angles but I think that there are different levels of beings. Again, I don't like that word, but that 
that are interested in different things and interested in helping us humans with different things. So again, for me, it really is, what am I working on? Therefore, <laughs> what, what's the information I need? And it's always right there. Uh, yeah, same in our experience, you know, that different spirits, different guides, they have different patterns, you know, that they like to manifest and express in this world. And so they have different interests, right? They'll come through for different things, could give, give different guidance. They really can be amazing. Wow. So have you, over your years of mediumship, have you ever had to kind of limit the messages coming through? Like, uh, um, have you ever had to kind of step back and say, okay, guys, I need like a little bit of time off because otherwise I'm going to be overwhelmed here. And, and if, if so, uh, you know, how did that go? I wouldn't say that I've had to cut things off. Mm -hmm. I think that something I learned very early on, and again, this is how developing your mediumship helps you develop your own personal self was that you have to have boundaries. So the boundaries that you have with people in life, the spirit people understand those same boundaries and respect them. So the more I develop that, the, the easier it is to be in relationship with spirits because they know to show up when I have a reading and not two days before. So uh, there's been times where I've kind of said, I just want to be a normal person. I just want to like undo some of this. And just like, how do these people function where they just get to like go to work and come home and watch Netflix? Like I need a normal day job. I go through those periods too, but that's never about wanting to shut spirit out. It's about the overwhelm of, we have so much, so much healing to do and, and I want to do it all, but sometimes I can't. So, um, if I have a big group coming up, it really does take up about three days of my life. You know, I, I'm there for two hours in front of the audience, but it's a it's a good three days of energy starting to come in, starting to become aware of, oh, this is, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of talk about tragic passing tonight or things like that, starting to receive some images. But I think for the most part, that's me. Um having anxiety about how well is it going to go so you i think you can almost open up early by wondering about the reading or about the event so you have to be careful you have to understand that it's always you if you're receiving something it's because you're open to receiving it whether yeah. you know <laughs> yeah exactly wow that's uh I can imagine that a big reading like that just must, and after the fact, that must leave you pretty, pretty drained, right? It's, it's uh, physically drained, um, but at the same time energized mm -hmm. because I've just got to hang out with hundreds of spirit people. I've just, you know, I've just spent two hours in another world. So there's always, it's like my human, my Jenny is tired, but mm -hmm. my soul is not. Understandable. And of course, it's the intention that matters there too. As you're saying, when you're open, these things come through, right? Um, mm -hmm. I imagine that when you're just out at a group event, let's say, and you don't have that intention, are, are they still coming through? Like even if it's, uh, you know, if when you're in a crowd, it has nothing to do with the intention of mediumship. Do you find that stuff is coming through or... I think that we can accidentally open up. So this is what I mean by, you know, you might not be aware that you've just opened up, but if I'm at a restaurant and I glance over at that person and I go, Hmm, that person's interesting. Huh? I think there's someone standing behind them. Then some suddenly there's someone standing, but that was me, right? Like, I don't know. I, I think that they're standing there anyway, but I, I think that we can easily very quickly allow so shift that focus right yeah yeah so i don't know I, I always say that there's an on off switch i think it's a very fine line between on and off right right it's a hair trigger i guess yeah. right yeah wow. Fantastic. Well, Jenny, I feel like I could talk with you about this all day, but uh, unfortunately we're coming up on time here. 
Um, where can, uh, well, before you head off, do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the listenership just to put you on the spot here? Yeah, I think that, I think that it's, it's a unique experience for everyone. You know, do not ever compare your experiences with someone else's. If you feel that you have a spirit guide or you know, someone in spirit coming close to you to guide you. Don't judge it. Don't make it something, you know, that it's not don't sometimes even don't ask someone else's opinion about it because they're going to give you who knows what kind of advice that is then going to steer you from the original reason you receive that. So know for yourself, right? Learn to understand for yourself whether something is real and resonates and fits for you or not. And don't give a crap about what anyone else has to say about it. It there's, it, you get to live your life. You get to be as weird as you want and do all the things, you know, that you're guided to do and make the most of it. Don't, don't let somebody else's negative opinion get in the way of that because that's a shame. Our spirit guides, I'm sure, banging their head against the wall. <laughs> like, come on, I've been giving you this sign for years. So just, you know, set the intention and open up and be brave. Follow the path. I love it. You know, I find the exact same thing with, uh, let's say, sharing synchronicities with people, right? Because these are very deep, meaningful things that really only have this web of meaning to you. And so if you express it to so many other people, they're just going to see it as a coincidence, right? Well, as it's like, no, it, it it was the exact message I needed at this exact moment in my life, right? So it's it's like this pearls before swine metaphor, right? And you got to kind of keep what is special and sacred and, and sometimes uh, sometimes just trust yourself and just you know live that. Absolutely. And have a journal, maybe write it in a journal, right? Because it feels like you're talking to someone, but there's no, uh, there's no negative opinion coming back. <laughs> exactly. And also when you have a record of these things, right, you can look mm -hmm. back and say, whoa, my life has been full of wonderful, wonderful, amazing things, right? That's right. Uh, so Jenny, where can people find you online? Where, where are your various services and what are your social medias? So Facebook and Instagram, uh, at psychic medium, Jenny Duranis. My website is jennygeranis.com. I feel it's really important to uh, alert people to all of the scam accounts that come out. I don't know if you've had to mention that in the past, but I will never reach out to you and offer you a reading on social media. The only way to book with me is through my website. So, you know, online booking through my site, it's safe and secure. Uh, but yes, I'm, I'm pretty active on social media. It's the best place to find me. Fantastic. Yeah, we got hit by one of our first spam accounts for the Spirit World Center as well. It's like, oh, wow, I, I don't know whether I should see this as <laughs> as a compliment or not. But it's like, yeah, people be careful. <laughs> yeah, you know? uh, at one point, I had seven spam accounts happening at once. So again, please, people, this is where you trust your own intuition, right? Mm -hmm. um, if someone's reaching out to you and offering you a reading i don't know that just that's just wrong <laughs> it's just wrong <laughs> you don't yeah. do that so yeah. anyway yes yeah in in fact if anyone's uh, navigating that sometimes uh on some accounts you can actually click on the uh on the username on instagram uh, especially online i'm not sure if you can on the phone but that will bring up actually where that account is hosted and then I can also show you how old the account is so people if you're navigating Instagram accounts you can uh, you can check that out uh Jenny thank you so much for for joining us today this has really been a blast I've really enjoyed our conversation and uh um yeah, I've learned uh, learned a lot it's been great getting your perspectives thanks for being with us thank you Jenny have a great day and uh I'll talk to you later bye bye bye, bye.